0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. With the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. that's been his game his whole career. By looking at him smiling, we well, go. My Welcome everyone to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach and we're a Camillo Anthony podcast that occasionally talks uh, fantasy basketball. Natty, it's been a while. I don't know what you want to jump into first, man, because we had Ben Simmons being terrified of shooting the basketball and dunking to the point where Joel Embiid throws his hands up in frustration as the Sixers get qualoped by the Hawks. We have the Utah Jazz finally being exposed for frauds and COVID non-believers uh, against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. We have Chris Paul catching COVID just in time for the Western Conference Finals, and yeah. then the NBA lottery is tonight. And it's just it, this is this is a whole bunch of chaos coming in the NBA, and they are it is a it is a moment to cherish with all of this going on currently. And how about these NHL playoffs,
1: huh? How
0: about hockey?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, We've been saying for like the past 18 months that the future of the NBA is going to be weird because of condensed scheduling and COVID and all the rest of it. And it sure as fuck has been. Howdy and what's up, by the way. Been a minute, as you said. Um, the Pistons also didn't make the playoffs. I don't remember Shocker. when our last pod was, but yeah, still heartbroken. Hey man, um, got that you
0: got that 14% tonight. Is that absolute, that's all you're rooting for? And I think Big Ben Wallace is the dude yep. that's representing it us. Is. So. That's a good, that's a good nod. Uh yeah, I
1: although I gotta say, man, like the fact that everyone's saying this is such a top heavy lottery and there's five surefire picks makes
0: me a little skeptical. Like, oh, it makes it almost certain scared. that you'll fall out of the top four. You're certainly going to get like that fifth pick.
1: I think we usually get, yeah, like four to eight. Um, but this is a draft where I think weird shit could happen again. Like the Pistons yeah, have a bunch of sure. young players already. And if we fall out of the coveted top five, then maybe we're like, yeah, let's get some more assets and trade back. And, you know, like if we're not going to get one of the super duper dudes, then let's just you know, throw a dart and see what happens. Um, this is such a strange time to have this event. <laughs> you know, like, at, not on purpose. I just mean like this in confluence with all the other fucking crazy shit that's happening in the NBA. I know. Like, it's like, oh, it's, okay, it's cool. We, Let's do this too.
0: We, I love it. Right, we had the one day off yesterday of no NBA games. And then it's like, welcome back. Tuesday, we're going to have games. And the, and we're going to have the lottery odds. And this is a potential to be like, there are so many different crazy scenarios to get into in these lottery odds. It is
1: a fork in the road for the future of the NBA because of the Timberwolves pick. I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, so if it falls in the top three, if the, if the Minnesota Timberwolves pick three, they keep it. Yeah. If it falls outside of the top three, then Golden State gets it. And that pick connected to at least a player, much less a gun rack. um, Well done. Thank you. Will probably result in a trade for at least one of the teams and maybe for both of them. And that could dramatically change the landscape of the NBA, especially if it's Golden State packaging a uh, optimally top four pick with a player to try to strengthen their roster before next season. I really don't know what's going to happen, just like with everything else that's been going on in the NBA for the past 18 months. So this is, yeah, just put it in my veins. Let's, you know, put more NBA yeah. in the pipe and let's smoke it together.
0: Puff yeah, puff the fat. fact that the fact that the Timberwolves, if it falls out of the top three, they don't keep that pick. fact that the Rockets, if it falls out of the top four, they don't keep that yeah. pick
1: correct that's that's
0: insane um and then you have chicago which i think if it falls past seven they it, it gets traded like there's just there are scenarios here where like you could have some teams like houston detroit orlando all have a chance to have the number one pick you could have a scenario where Houston falls out of the top four has to forfeit that first round pick. And then it's like, what was the whole tank there for? And then on the flip side, you could have OKC get launched up to the first overall pick. And now suddenly their whole tankathon, thon where they sat SGA because he was playing too well and he had a quote unquote injury. And then they sat L Horford because he played too well. Uh, and uh, who's now a Boston Celtic again? Love that. Uh, and it's just like, it, this is, it's going to be a chaotic night. Um, and of course, it makes so much sense for us to talk about it now when it's a mere like hour away. And ultimately, all of our fun discussion here, it'll plan out as like the most boring. It always does. You know, it's always going to be just like this kind of like, it's going to be like, Houston at one, Detroit at two, Orlando at three, like how you all expect it to go. But, uh, but there is lots of potential for there to be all kinds of crazy chaos. It's the way the lottery works too, is also wildly enjoyable to watch because you get like, you know, if, if. At what? Whoa. Like if Toronto isn't mentioned at their spot, you're just like, oh my God, when when, when, are they going to say Toronto? Or like the one everyone's going to say, if Golden State isn't the first team mentioned tonight at picking at 14, people, everyone's going to be holding their breath as to when their name crops up.
1: They have a 2% chance to have their pick land in the top four, I believe. Um they, so there's a chance that they could have... Yeah,
0: it's, a two, it's like a, two, a 2% chance.
1: Which, obviously, I mean, if that happens, everyone's going to cry frozen envelope and all this other shit. Oh, more. yeah. But they could have two top five picks. That is a yeah. possibility. Which uh, is insane. San Antonio Spurs, 8% chance to be in the top four. I think that's incredibly interesting. And, sure. you know, maybe would help a possible Ben Simmons trade to the Spurs if that was something that the NBA gods wanted to throw into our laps. Um the Pellies have a 20% chance to be in the top four. I think that would be good. I really the the dark cold heart of me wants the
0: king. Oh really my life. god. If the kings no, if the kings get run, launched into the stratosphere, burn the lottery to the ground. It would just be so fucking fantastic. Oh my God. It would be the absolute worst. Um, this is,
1: this is a draft that should herald a bunch of trades. I yes. think like as soon yeah. as everybody knows where the picks are, then trading season starts real hard. The draft is next month, July 29th, I think. And um, shit, man, every team could get better even the ones with full rosters like the jazz who were number one. And uh, so I think because of that, we're just going to see a flurry of activity over the next month and change. Um, Especially depending on like what else fucking happens in these goddamn playoffs, who
0: else will get injured? I know the injury thing is, is awful. Um, I don't I mean since the first now what 15 minutes of this podcast are going to be rendered utterly useless in in an hour. Uh, you mentioned Ben Simmons and that's going to be the hot de- the hot debate also, throughout rendered, the eti- useless. also <laughs> rendered useless. Also rendered useless. <laughs> going to be going to be nice well done. Going to be the hot debate throughout the entire offseason because finally Natty, what we specifically yours truly has been preaching, yeah, not me, for eternity has been that Ben Simmons Is not a franchise player, not a guy you could build a team around because he can't shoot the effing ball, which is pretty important when it comes to basketball. I don't know if they're going to move him, but man, it certainly seems that A, the Sixers need to do something with him, and B, like he might be wearing out his welcome both in Philly and with Joel Embiid because there was that there was a clip after Embiid, uh, after Simmons, like. Simmons sh- shrugged off. I think it was Collins in the post against the Hawks in game seven, open lane for a dunk, easy dunk. It is a dunk or an, and one, those are the two options. He passes it up. T- uh, Matisse table gets fouled. He misses, he goes one for two. Uh, be- uh, Joel Embiid standing at the three point line, watching this happen. Looks just absolutely disgusted. With the choice to pass up that dunk, and uh, so I, I have to think. Like, first off, do you think Ben Simmons gets traded this off season? Yes, you do. Yes, yes. good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> do you? I. I mean, yes. I've been preaching this forever. I, I like. I think that there there are two scenarios in which I see happening. One, Ben Simmons gets traded finally has been like playing the long con with us and kevin o'connor who's been spouting the ben simmons is left-handed really uh gospel for for since ben simmons has entered the nba uh and there's footage of this of ben simmons shooting very very effectively with his left hand uh in pickup games that he's going to go to this new team it's going to be his team and he's going to shoot lefty and all of a sudden be like a 25 point per game average and like absolutely just shit all over the Sixers uh because because of the fact that he like now has his own team and he's his own superstar but we've talked about this on our on our Slack channel to me where like the role that until he learns how to shoot and he's not terrified of it like he feels to me like a like what old Draymond has been where it's like he is your five you know he's playing your five in your lineups he but he's your facilitator he's your offense he's your defense uh but he's not and you're surrounding him with shooters he is not needing to put on an offensive display the problem with joel is is that that's basically joel like you can't have joel he loses all uh uh you know it, he loses his kind of uh, what his elite edge, what his god given size and physicality have, have brings to the table on the offensive side when he's just hovering around the three point line. I would like to preface this by saying that
1: if Embiid hadn't torn his meniscus and had been totally healthy, they probably would have won, and we wouldn't be talking about Simmons like this. Even if he, if everything else was the same, like he hadn't shot. Uh, more than three times in the fourth quarter. I would also think that if they had beaten Toronto, like we wouldn't sure. be talking about Simmons if this the, week. If the, if Simmons, the, uh... Like his defense is what makes the team whole, you know, like his elite defense is why they can win games with Embiid being such a dominant offensive force and defensive force. Like it's random right. works because of Simmons's elite defense but that's not what happened
0: but
1: it's just not what happened you maybe want to leave philadelphia if you're not dunking that basketball like maybe you're just not really here anymore um i i I don't really believe that but i did tilt my head when i was watching that game like why wouldn't what that's kind of weird um It is tough to find a defender as good as Ben Simmons. It's also tough to find a distributor as good as Ben Simmons. He's one of the best ball distributors when it comes to assists that lead to a three-point shot in the league. That's totally valuable. His defense is absolutely phenomenal and valuable. And a couple plays here or there would change the entire discourse around him, I think. But Doc didn't get through to him. Like, whatever the Sixers front office thought that Doc would be able to bring out of Ben, that mm. did not occur. And it seemed to yeah. get worse and worse as the playoffs went on, which is kind of Doc's calling card over the past couple of seasons. Like, oh, this this series was also not a great look for Doc Rivers. Yeah, it's now the hundred foot view of all this is that Embiid was hurt. If Embiid wasn't hurt, I think they probably win. You could even say that losing Danny Green, you know, it's like, well, if he had been there, then, you know, they have a couple more three point shots and blah, blah, blah. So I do think that it's a little overblown to blame all of this on Ben. Like Embiid had a fucking torn meniscus, you know, like he wasn't there in the second half of almost all of the games. Um, But then you have to depend on coaching and you have to, depend. then you have
0: to shoot the ball in the fourth quarter. If you are the team's number two superstar, we've also seen Simmons
1: have 40 point games though. Like we it's know true.
0: it's true. He can do it, but then do it. I, I agree with you. I agree with you that the, the weight of this game of losing this series shouldn't be squarely on Simmons shoulders. I think doc has, takes a fair amount of flack for this and, and he well deservedly should to me. It's just glorious to witness the, the crystallization <laughs> of my Simmons takes on national television. And everyone now is like, you're getting trade offers of people being like, ah, but would you really trade? Like, would you, would, would, would you, would you really trade like, uh, uh you know, Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Corver or Kyle Kuzma for Ben Simmons? Now nah, would the Lakers do that. I mean, that's, it's like, You would in a heartbeat. Like let's not, let's not completely bury Ben Simmons. Uh, but the fact that the guy just cannot shoot the basketball is not great when that is your sole purpose. Too true twin daddy.
1: Um, but having one player on the floor who can't shoot threes is not a death knell for playoff teams. So you can have Ben Simmons on a playoff team on a championship caliber team. I just think that the twin towers thing wasn't ever actually optimized except in the year that they had JJ Reddick and Jimmy Butler and they were almost there. And you know, like that's Brett Brown coaching. I, I don't know. I think like some of this was really bad luck and it's really coloring how we view Ben Simmons, who is not an elite two-way player. But when you put him in a situation to succeed, he usually does. Like if Sim, if Embiid just sat the third quarter and it was just the Simmons show, and it's like, yo, drive, 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 transition, 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 play tough defense. You know, maybe they would have been up by more. It's like there's, you can't sit the best player that you have. However, you you need to understand what you're watching, like Simmons wasn't hitting free throws. He was timid. He wasn't. Oh, he was terrified. Being able to like get past the bugaboo. And if you're the coach, you have to fucking just get rid of that problem. You can't hope that it gets better over like the last three games. You have to be like, okay, this is not working because of this matchup. Maybe like, let's try something else. So I was very unimpressed with doc. I, I, Obviously, it's disappointing for Simmons fans, of which I am one. He's 24 years old, and most players who find success in the NBA historically are at least 26, 27, or 28. Like MJ didn't get past to the Eastern Conference Finals until he was 27, I don't think. Ditto LeBron. So, yeah, those guys were also averaging
0: 25 points a game.
1: For sure. They weren't playing defense like Ben Simmons can, though.
0: No, that's well. So uh, uh,
1: let me back that up. I'm not comparing Ben Simmons to Michael Jordan. Sounds like (laughs) you just compared Ben Simmons'
0: defense to Michael Jordan. What
1: I'm saying is that he (laughs) does have playoff caliber skills. He's lacking one of them. The one of them is the new big thing in the new NBA. Everybody has to be able to be a good jump shooter and to be able to hit from distance. Something that Trey young, isn't really that good at, by the way, like he's not some elite efficient three-point shooter. He's not Steph Curry at all. He's a great distributor and an awesome player, but he's not an efficient player yet. He's also five minutes old. Uh, Ben Simmons is still super young. This is his fourth year. I think a team. If, if I'm Sam Presti, I'm trying to get Ben Simmons. I'm like, yes. listen, come to this team. You will have no pressure. It will be you, Kemba, SGA, Poku. You know, like, you will be the center when we want you to be, but we're not going to get you beat up during the regular season. But when we go small in the playoffs, because if Ben Simmons is on the Oklahoma City Thunder with Kemba and SGA, I do sort of feel like that would be a possibility. Yeah, totally. Then I think that team would work better than a twin tower scenario.
0: I totally agree. I I would like to go on the record and emphasize that I do not. I think Ben Simmons is a good player. I have long had that take where Ben Simmons. You'd is, love he, the
1: fucking he, shit out of him if, if he was wearing green, bro. You
0: would. I would. Well, he's. Well, I. We do. We do. Measures. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is better. Is a better oh, Ben Simmons. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the fact that like the fact that he took four field goal attempts in Game Seven, Corkmas took six. Ben Simmons is almost as afraid of shots as John Stockton is, and that is just you can't have that from your superstar. Also, the Sixers didn't like really push the pace, which
1: sort of sucks. Like
0: yes, yeah, they like were ben playing S- it very slow. Like his game it, is his game is get of out. Me. Which is why OKC makes a lot of sense because presumably it's just like run, 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 run. Give them the Russell Westbrook treat- treatment, yeah. Just just go, 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 go.
1: Right, just go as fast as you can. So this the Sixers series, I think also the fact that it's against the Hawks and everyone's like, wait, the fucking Hawks? What are they doing yeah. here? You know, they have injuries too. Um, it, I think that's where, like if they had lost to the Nets or the Bucks, I don't know. Oh, think- Totally would be no, talking no, no, no. this way so um you know there. like some of this roster construction is questionable because they had a pretty good roster a couple of years ago and then jimmy left and so we don't need to blame them for that like steph Curry, steph seth curry being there is a fucking great move like that turned oh, yeah. out awesome and dallas mavericks really shot the bet on that one yeah that's a poorly run organization it's not that surprising um yeah, and, we,
0: that's true. I should have. We haven't even talked. We were completely gone for the whole uh, Dallas mega saga. They're not. Their front office
1: is not that great, and it hasn't. No, been it's a hot mess, a and talk. they all got fired.
0: Yeah, I mean, like Mark and Cuban Carlisle just upped and left. It. I, I'd want to leave. No hell yeah. I mean, which is absurd. It's absurd to think that a, an an NBA coach is like I am playing with one of the top three players under 25 like one of the one of the future faces of this league, possibly like a, a more or less surefire Hall of Famer and I'm going to be like nah I'm I'm out of here because this organization is just run by donkeys that is that is a not that is not a good sign about your team.
1: And, you know, maybe he and Luca didn't get along that well. Maybe um, Carlisle was like, well, there's going to be a lot of vacancies this year for head coaches. And the East is so, so, so much easier. Um, Like, obviously having Luca as your star player rules, unless you guys don't get along and you don't really like coaching him. And you're not really sure that the front office is capable of building an actual team around him. And the West is murder. Um, also, you know, out of DeAndre Ayton, Trey Young, and Luca, two of those guys are still in the playoffs. One of them isn't.
0: So, That's I true. like. I That's don't. True. I mean, Carlisle's well a good done. Off- well done, sons. Well done, Hawks. Made the right move. The Hawks have won the Luca trade. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May fifth. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: It's, it is, and the Knicks ended up winning the... And the
0: Knicks won the Perzingis trade. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Things you love to see. A lot can change in a couple of years. A lot can change. Anyway, the Mavs have a lot to do over the off as well. Maybe they're a team that tries to trade up into uh, the top six to try to get a, a young star player. It would be tough to do that, but uh, you know, anything's possible. Like the fact that there are all these albatross contracts that keep getting traded every single fucking
0: year makes yes. people think that. Anything is possible. Let's forever bury this. Contracts can't be traded. Like yeah. there is no such thing as an untradable contract in today's NBA. Please Kemba stop just got traded that. for Al Horford. Two contracts
1: exactly. that everyone for the past two years has been like,
0: well, shit. I mean, you can't do exactly. That. <laughs> and yes, the, the Celtics threw in the Celtics threw in the you know the sixteen overall pick in this year's draft, but the OKC threw in Moses Brown, who through like, like a stretch it. of yeah. a month averaged you know like four and a half offensive boards and 10 plus boards in total and is seven, two and dropped like 13 boards on the Celtics in the first quarter or some shit like that when they played. So, And you'd probably rather have him than whoever you get at the 16th pick. So God, a hundred percent. Totally. No, it's, it is. Yes. A a untradable contract does no longer exists in today's NBA. So stop, stop thinking you're smart by throwing that terminology around.
1: To get back to the Sixers real fast though, the, the fact that Embiid hasn't really been helped by the Sixers front office, his entire career there, like he's the one who had to change for Simmons, not the other way around. And he's the one who doesn't get any consistency on the roster for more than like two years. I mean, he and Simmons are the only ones that have been there for four years, I think. Right. Um, You know, Brett Brown wasn't a coach that was, well respected for acumen in the playoffs, and now you have Doc Rivers who just helped his te- another team collapse. um it, it just and you know Embiid was like playing on a fucking torn meniscus. I, in retrospect, I almost feel like shit. that You should have just sat down and been like, Yo, I'm not going to do this. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. Fuck this noise. But he couldn't because then if they had found right. success and he wasn't there, but whatever. I like I don't think that Embiid really owes the Sixers a goddamn oh. thing. And there would be a part of me. That's like, maybe I want to go like Ben can stay. Maybe
0: I want to go. That's fair. That's fair. Especially like if I were Joel Embiid, I would be like wanting to insert myself into this trade Ben Simmons decision because a either like, like you said, maybe I want to be the one who pieces out because this team is, hasn't the process has not worked. Let's say that, um, But secondly, like, if the Sixers go out and trade Simmons for, you know, for majority picks, Joel is looking at it like, well, what the fuck? Like, I'm, you want me – is Tobias Harris now my, like, number two? And it's going to be the me and Tobias Harris show with, like, Seth Curry maybe draining some threes. Um, Like, I think if they're going to trade Ben Simmons, it's got to – like, the window is here. It's got to be – you're trading him for another – dud or, you know, someone of that caliber who you can pair with Joel. So I would hope that, or if I were Joel, I'd be forcing myself into that conversation and being like, look, you guys aren't trading Ben Simmons for like, remember when uh, Ben Simmons for James Harden was a thing? Wouldn't that have been fun and nice and enjoyable for everyone? Wouldn't Wouldn't Joel and the Joel and Harden pick and roll just been absolutely unstoppable? And I mean, it's, it's
1: Joel and Embiid's team. It is his team, so oh, through, and through. Yes, he does have. I mean, he's sacrificed for the team. He has tolerated a lot, and he definitely has a right to have a voice in the few, The next three to four years of the of the team's future, I do sort of feel like the long term view of the Sixers could maybe be. Paused for a season, like if Embiid needs surgery and he's going to be out. Sure, for while, that's that's a take maybe. Here. You're like, you know what? Let's punt this year. Like we'll yeah. trade Simmons, we'll trade Toby sometime during the season. Like we'll try to get picks and players, and you know, come back um, in a year and a half when you're totally healthy and we've rearranged the roster. I think Embiid right. would be. I think he's 27, so you know, like you can't wait around forever. But do I want Embiid? playing on a bum knee next year no i'd rather that he was healthy so if all that takes his time and you can rejigger the roster and get rid of some of the things that you don't want right now some of the players you don't want right now then maybe they should just take advantage of that i mean i don't think that's tanking i think that's being realistic about the health of your franchise player and where you are even yeah. though they had massive success this year which by the way was also thanks to
0: Ben Simmons. Um, No, no, Ben Simmons contributed nothing to the Sixers all year long. Come on, Natty, you got to stick with the narrative. Dude, but if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm also like, the Nets are going to be at full strength next year. That's fucking terrifying. Are they, though? Are they ever going to be full strength? Like, Kyrie's always going to take his, you know, one to two months here and there. KD was an absolute miracle of modern medicine that that man played not only played the entire the vast majority of the season coming off of a torn Achilles but also was like putting back to back 48 minute games together in the playoffs which was utterly KD against the Bucks broke my brain multiple times absolutely shattered my conception of what is reality one of the best
1: performances by one of the best players ever and that's oh, yeah for real why you watch the NBA even though it was a total exhausted sweated out rock fight at the end of most of the games and it was kind of ugly but if harden had been healthy the nets would have won in five maybe six but like that i don't think it would have been close at all mainly because a bunch of the bucks just couldn't shoot right right whatever reason they just couldn't buy a shot um you know bunch of clunkers so i uh, you know like if Kyrie had been out there at 50 percent, i think they would have won too I just, it, I I was thoroughly unimpressed with Buddenholzer's coaching and really kind of terrified of how vulnerable the Bucks looked against a team that wasn't really playing particularly well. Like Joe Harris couldn't shoot. Um, you know, Bruce Brown is in there, but it, like the difference between teams at this stage of the off of the postseason shouldn't have to depend upon. Brett Brown, like for multiple
0: games. Um, Well, and that's what makes like doing his shit. Go ahead. That's what makes, that's what makes thinking of the, uh, like the Eastern conference Finals. So like, I have no idea what this finals is going to look like is, or the Eastern conference finals, like is, was was the you know the Nets series for the Bucks? Did it take a while for them to wake up and kind of click and get things together? And now they're going to be the juggernaut that we saw against the Heat and they're just gonna breeze through this Hawks team? Or are they like they struggled against a banged up Nets team that wasn't hitting sh- Like it, it was a rock fight from the get-go, like you said are they going to meet this Hawks team that is riding high swagged up to the umpteenth degree? Trey young had an okay series. Like if Trey Young's shot starts now going like, are they going, is that going to slow him down? So it, it, this is like, to me, the Western conference finals Clippers Suns. game one was a great game. And that was, and it was close. But I I still give the edge to the Suns. Like, that to me seems like, okay, I can conf- – I feel confident in saying, like, Suns in, you know, six, maybe Suns in seven. But, like, the Suns uh, – I think Suns can handle that. For the East, it's like, uh, this – like, would you be surprised if the Hawks came in and won, like, in five? Would you be surprised if the Bucks won in five? Would you be surprised if this went to seven? Like, I just have no idea how this series is going to play out. I think the – most surprising
1: outcome for me would be the Hawks winning Giannis is so far above and beyond the best player in this series that it shouldn't even really be close and like I mentioned the ages of players that get over the hump 26 27 28 guess where Giannis is so this is you know he's he's lost two years in a row he's been a two-time mvp if he can get to the finals, this is the next step on the general arc that we've seen in other great players. So I think that this is bucks in five. Like that's the thing that would least surprise me just because they're so much bigger and they have so many more vets. Now they do have a thinner team. The Hawks definitely have the depth, even though they don't have Deandre Hunter and they might not have Bogdan Bogdanovich and they don't have cam reddish. Oh, you mean the Bogdan Bogdanovich showdown? Exactly.
0: The revenge like,
1: game. If that ends
0: up fucking happening, I mean, it's not even revenge though, because it's like it's not. It's not. It's just. just it's just. He's gonna come in and absolutely torch them, and it's gonna be like, oh my god! If only you guys learned how to had to uh, metal. Like, that if, she- if the Hawks beat the Bucks
1: and Bogdan has good oh game or a gosh. good series, I sort of feel like the front office gets fired in Milwaukee because that's Jeez. just icing on the cake for you know it's like what the fuck happened guys are you kidding so this this is a weird matchup because the hawks are so young and no one expected them to be here and they started off so poorly this past season that You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, young teams bubble up all the time and then sort of, you know, they don't disappear, but they fall back a little bit. So I think historically it would make more sense for the Hawks to, you know, have a pretty good series, but uh, eventually lose to the older team with the better player and more experience. And then the Hawks will use that. And in two years, we'll see them as a, you know, top three seed or something like that. Um, Trey's been. Fucking sensational. So with
0: that's, and that's like the, that's the
1: aside next step from the, his inefficient shooting.
0: But that's, but that's the thing is, is like, that's the, that is the, um, all-star superstar, you know, that's the step that you take where it's like, okay, if your shot, if your number one thing doesn't, isn't clicking, offense defense as passing like whatever that one thing is isn't clicking what do you have to fall back on and trey young yeah his shot wasn't falling his offense wasn't quite there but he fell back on just like facilitating and yeah he was i mean yeah. averaging like double double or uh, double digit assists and like was looking phenomenal moving that offense and never scared now they beat a team with
1: injured players with some players that weren't you know danny green didn't play and with a guy that like sort of Lost his confidence, I
0: guess, is the best way to put it. Even oh, it's what happened. There's no thought. buts about it. Ben Simmons completely got uh, uh got the what is it the, the not yips. the winky the yips. I was gonna say the winkies for whatever reason. We can use that. That's fine. The Twinkies. winkies. He got the winkies. Yeah. He got the winkies. Um.
1: So the Hawks are here because of bad luck on other teams and because of Trey's magnificent will to win, even when he's not doing well. Um, So, you know, hats off to the Hawks, the depth and that we sort of made fun of in the off season. And when the season started has seemed to have paid off. Um, But, you know, there's, I think there are real sort of obvious reasons. you know, the the bucks are just much bigger than the Hawks too um and yeah trey trey's shot might come back on the other hand drew holiday's shot might come back you know like the rest of the bucks might also step up um but the hawks were one of the best teams after nate mcmillan started coaching them and the bucks just seem like such a stupid team that doesn't really (laughs) learn their
0: lessons and bud sucks i oh my god it it, it was both like it was both why? Like I, I was very excited for the Bucks and was like, great! I'm, I'm all here for the Bucks winning in an exciting Game Seven in Brooklyn uh, and sending that Nets team home, and then having uh Steve Kerr, uh, not Steve Kerr, having Steve Nash tell us all that you know their team was so injured that it was a miracle they even made it that far. When please, Celtics have made it to the Eastern Conference Final without Kyrie or Gordon Hayward, and we didn't have Kevin Durant, so we had you know Kevin Durant's better self and jason tatum but that's neither here nor yeah, there what do you
1: want to like he's not saying that for our benefit he's saying that for because he's the coach of the nets he's saying you know he's telling his team like don't don't hurt too much about this one yeah it's a missed opportunity but like look at how much we had to deal with blah 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 also <laughs> that motherfuckers on cocaine playing kevin durant 48 minutes out yeah of Minutes. <laughs> Like that is just a the fucking and then, And then, then
0: giving him know. a massive embrace, like, oh my God, thank you for not like exploding on the court after my dude. horrible decision making. And in
1: my mind, I'm just like, Mike D'Antoni's on the fucking sideline. Amari <laughs> Stoudemire's on the fucking sideline. What are you guys doing? You're trying oh. to kill my thing. Play- oh man. Whatever, I dude. I, I like God bless it. Kevin Durant. He's the best. Uh, God bless PJ Tucker who fucking played him as hard as he could. as literally as hard as he he could, could and then was
0: exchanging (laughs) words with Durant's mom. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah, because PJ and KD are, like, best friends or something. Best as buds. So,
1: you know, like, uh, the Nets with... The Nets went to seven with a hobbled team and Brooklyn Joe, who did not have a Brooklyn Joe game.
0: No, he was... Not a good series.
1: But, you know, Blake was there like it's 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 a pretty that team at full health, even if they don't make any changes, I think will be the title favorite going into. Oh, yeah, they'll run it
0: back. They're not going to do anything drastic this offseason. I would be surprised if they did at the very, to say the least. Um, But I think Dinwiddie's not picking up his option, so he's going to be a free agent. Well, yeah, I mean, as well, he should. That's uh, I don't know if they can do a sign and trade, but
1: I you know, the first reaction was like, get me out of here. And then the second reaction was like, oh, wait, maybe that's like so the Nets can say, well, he doesn't want to be here. So we're going to do a sign and trade and we'll get something back for him. So maybe he's, you know, being a good company man, the mayor, Um, or maybe he doesn't want to be there. I don't know. Like you could you could see him doing pretty well on a bunch of other teams. It'll be interesting to see what his market is.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe he'll pair up with Ben Simmons and uh, lead the OKC Thunder to greatness or the sacramento kings what if the kings are just like sorry darren fox we're going to send you out to uh philly and we're going to go all in on ben simmons because we've got the number one overall pick and we think kate cunningham and ben simmons will make a great fucking duo okay real nerd talk though like simmons
1: and fox and you send back healed and i don't know bagley or like a like whatever it's i do sort of feel like there's a trade there you could make like i mean if yeah. shooting field totally and then fox and simmons is two guys two playmakers two Who great distributors sprint. yeah
0: and it's just run 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 right you're I mean, you're you're averaging uh, whatever 150 possessions per game it,
1: And you have absolutely no pressure and, you know, like you get to be in California, even though it's Sacramento, it's, you know, as far away from Philadelphia as you can get in the continental United States. It's true. Underrated, Uh, underrated move there. Also that defense would help. I mean, that's the thing with Simmons is that his defense will help whichever team gets him. Um, So even something crazy like CJ and X for him um, you know, that would make Damian Lillard's life easier in the postseason. Yep. Um, yep. so he's, I know everyone's saying,
0: like, you oh, mean, you mean the so uh, good. the Becky Hammond coached Portland Trailblazers? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean,
1: it seems fingers like crossed. It, it's if she doesn't get a job after getting interviews with all these teams, and I, you know, I think Dan Tony will end up being Portland's coach, but uh, like at a certain point, you have to be like, all right someone fucking hire her so we don't yeah. have to talk about it anymore because you guys are just like you wouldn't interview her this many times if you didn't think yes, that exactly. a seriously good coaching candidate so someone just needs to fucking do it and then yep. you can move like instead of hiring like the Pacers with Bjork you know it's just like there's right. so many stupid fucking hire, coach hirings all the time Terrible idea. you should give an opportunity to someone who has seemed to have done everything to deserve it uh, even though she's a girl, and right? Well, know, this is a man's game. You're like, okay, cool. You know maybe, that. Like, most of the coaches didn't play professional basketball. I. Sh- we should also mention that multiple coaches in the Final Four are black, and we could, you know, maybe have more coaches of color in the NBA. Oh, it's Maybe.
0: happening! Boston Celtics—they're gonna—they are going to hire Ime uh, Oduka. It's happening. It's like
1: it's stupid that we move at such a glacial pace with this shit. Whatever.
0: I know. Whatever. At least is. we're slowly catching up. Um, all right, Hope. Natty. Before we go, the world is your oyster. You are—I mean, this is probably the most important day of your life uh, in the NBA lottery. What do you have? What do you you have any ritual? Are you doing anything to prepare for the Detroit Pistons to get the number one overall pick? Well, as usual with the NBA lottery draft, I will get
1: high, have a drink or two, and then numb myself for the inevitable disappointment. Obviously having the number one or number two pick would be great. I would like Cade or Mobley. It doesn't matter to me really. Um, you know, Mobley with beef stew, I think, would be a little bit of fun. But uh, I, you know, I I don't think that this, unless we get the one or two, I don't think that there will be a big difference in the quality of player Perfect. after that. So, well, I'm until not... you guys fall
0: out of the top four,
1: yeah. Which, like that, w- I, at that point, I would almost be like, let's just trade down and get more assets because we have so many young players already um and you know after you get through the top five it's just sort of hit or miss which is fine but you know you're throwing darts um so yeah i you know i'm excited for the new look pistons i liked our rookies i like jeremy grant a lot obviously i like dwayne casey i like what our gm has done and i think there are moves that are pretty obvious that we can make in the offseason uh that will improve the long-term outlook for the Pistons so I I actually am pretty copacetic with where Detroit is right now I think it would be more it would be stranger if we totally fucked it up you know what I mean it's like we we're
0: at the bottom and like it seems like if you traded Jeremy Grant and uh Killian Hayes back to the Lakers for Andre Drummond Yes. Yeah. Where,
1: <laughs> where's Drum going to get? So another guy that can't hit free throws, by the way, and you couldn't play at the end of games. No, oh, God, no. Speaking, speaking of bigs real fast. Okay. Go Bear. Oh, getting absolute put on skates. Dude, you like, but that's another coach that needs to pull him, right? Like, you can't fucking keep playing him
0: when the Clippers... Who are you gonna, I mean, what are you going to pull him for? Like, this is the thing. Can we talk about... All right, damn it. We're We're wrapping up the show. <laughs> Maybe we'll save this for next week. Next week, let's have an in depth discussion about how defensive player of the year can no longer just be who can protect the rim. Can we move on from that? Can we develop into a point where it's like this guy can play at, can defend at least four out of the five positions on the court? Like if you can't, if you can only defend the 10 foot circle around the hoop, then what are we doing here? Like that's, that's the game has evolved past that. The,
1: the difference between seven game series and regular season games yeah. is darker yeah. than ever. Like I, I was watching that series and saying to myself, Vooch is better than Gobert." You'd rather have Nikola Vucevic in the playoffs, oh, really? at least in this matchup than you would Rudy. And yeah. I've never fucking thought that before, but God damn. And the fact that the jazz couldn't beat a Kawhi Clippers team
0: it didn't even they go were to, up. They were up like 25 and then they yeah. just clippers and then fucking Reggie Jackson. Your boy was like, ah, "Our Jax. we're going to, were, go we're just going to go off. We're just going to go. We're going to go absolutely off and we're going to just take this game. Oh my God. There's all these incredible.
1: goddamn ex piston guards in the final four in not the final four, this is, it's
0: just what the Reggie, jazz deserved. It's just damn. what the jazz deserved. You deserved it. Okay. Rudy, you were, you literally spread COVID throughout the NBA and uh, and now your defensive player of the year has infected.
1: Dude, and now people are saying that Ty Lue's a good coach. And it's like, w- wait, why? He couldn't play Kawhi, and the only reason they won is because Paul George decided to, like, blossom, which is what he used to be in Indiana before he had to be the de facto number two on a sequence of teams. And, like, there's no... That wasn't a coaching thing. It was like, oh, cool, our backs are against the wall. So, like, everyone's saying oh, he takes the first two games to figure out what works and what doesn't. Like, no, 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 no. Kawhi saved them in the first series. And then Paul George saved them in the second one. Like, Ty Lu's a good coach because he doesn't play Vika Zubots. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, I am so totally unimpressed with most of the coaching in these playoffs. Having said that, coaching in the playoffs is super duper fucking hard and it is natural to go with what got you there. Like, that's why NFL coaching in the playoffs can be so impressive because you have to give up the things that you thought were helpful, that you thought you were strong in. And these playoffs are showing that you need to be able to react quickly. If you don't, if you let things slog out through the entire series, just hoping that they'll get better, then you're probably going to lose. If KD had been one half inch farther back... The Bucks would have lost. Bud would be fired. There would be changes in the front office. You know, Giannis might be saying, like, I did everything I could. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, like, the, the coaching plus the injuries has made this postseason really fucking weird. Super and weird. that's why you have Milwaukee versus Atlanta and Clippers versus Suns, which is a Final Four that no one anticipated before the season started.
0: And that is why you should make sure to subscribe to the Fate Tubes podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom! I need nice Spotify job. Stitcher. Thank you. That's where you'll get us. Uh and uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Long Tube Podcast. We'll be uh keeping up to date with the uh lottery going on tonight so make sure to tune in there i will make sure to post out uh natty's drunken ramblings on our slack <laughs> channel uh when the uh, detroit pistons get the first overall pick and he tries to play it off like he really wasn't rooting for it all along uh we'll be back at you next week natty until then stay safe my friend you do the same buddy see you next time bye